Hey everyone, welcome back to the OVS Podcast. I'm Bo Spencer. Today my guest is a performance artist, speed painter, musician, and a creative pioneer. He's full of personality, he's got a great sense of humor, just an all-around fascinating guy. I really enjoyed our conversation and can't wait to see what's next. Please welcome Dave Sharp. Dave, what up, brother? How you doing, man? Uh, hey, how, welcome. Yeah, I was about to say welcome to the show. I'm still <laughs> listening to watching uh, YouTube. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, and you know, <laughs> I definitely think that I'm a part of your show sometimes. I mean, uh, watching yeah, yeah. your watching your Instagram, brother. You are a, <laughs> you're a fascinating cat, dude. I gotta say. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, it's a very funny platform, Instagram. Instagram it's... stories, man. Something about that place. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, I was watching, what were you doing earlier today where you were talking to the mannequin? <laughs> How weird does that sound? Um, honestly, uh, I was trying to find some cable ties. I'm trying to build uh, a sort of grand white frame around the canvas. At the moment, I have a black canvas when I perform. that I, It kind of hangs uh, in the middle of a huge drape. And um, I think... I was daydreaming one day and I sort of thought maybe I should get a big frame around it, maybe fill it with uh, UV lights or something. So I finally just thought today would be a good time to try and actually do it. So I went and sort of started looking for piping. But honestly, I started looking, I started looking for cable ties and it went from being slightly frustrating to, oh my God, how long have I been in here looking for cable ties man it felt like I was I was just suddenly felt like this is naturally not fun any funny anymore and uh, yeah you've just suddenly got to get out the camera at that point and try and make a joke of it I mean those mannequins were freaking me out there was some random mannequin you know just one in the whole shop with a, what looked like a gas mask at first he looked so, aggressive man he looked yeah aggressive. I don't know where they come up with some of those mannequins <laughs> the, I mean I'm gonna I may as well so I, my old studio was uh, next door to um, a really cr like a craft shop, but mostly it just got it was filled with really stupid random stuff like wheels off wheelchairs and uh, and one of the things it had in abundance was um, mannequins, and when I started to sort of cover my clothes more and more in paint, uh, I thought oh, I'll go and get a, a mannequin and I'll I'll be able to properly decorate the coats from all angles and I ended up buying a full mannequin a head and everything this sort of big you know white guy with a stand up his ass and um, I had him in my studio and you know you spend a lot of time on your own and then Instagram stories became a thing and I started to develop this relationship with this guy in my studio where he became he was in more and more of my videos and I started to <laughs> dressed him up and it just got a bit weird and uh yeah we eventually had to part ways man i was like this it's sort of funny but it's also like you know what the what am i doing um, yeah it gets so, to that point it's like is this sad and uh like <laughs> people really don't realize how much time is spent uh, in studios absolutely like, you know trying to, and now that you can sort of I try and I try and capture the the honest and silly bits um, as much as I can, and sometimes it uh, I end up doing a few takes or something, and I'm like I haven't actually been doing any painting for probably the last 
30 minutes because I've just been fucking around from different angles. So uh, it, it <laughs> can definitely get a bit much sometimes. You've got to find a balance. Yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> you're definitely no stranger to uh, giving life to the inanimate. I just watched your uh, just watched your YouTube video, your your Christmas video, where uh, you made cardboard cutouts <laughs> of Vincent Van Gogh, Pablo <laughs> Picasso, Frida, Dolly. That is so entertaining, man. That there's something tongue in cheek about you that's just I I fucking love it, man. Like you're just you just have a good time, man. You know it's it's not so serious. You're you're all about it. But that video was hilarious, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I uh thanks. I'm glad you liked it, man. It's uh that went from <clears throat> that went from sort of maybe I'll do a because last year I took a really tragic photo of me at Christmas time because all my friends you know they have Christmas parties and. It's only really it feels like me who um who just has it on its own and last year I took one sort of sat really horrible blue tones sat on a really battered old couch with a, uh, a a Christmas hat on and a pot noodle in my hand you know and it was just meant to be the sort of yeah as you say tongue in cheek Merry Christmas um, and then this year I thought well maybe it could be funny if I sort of did a little short video of me like you know just celebrating on my own and then those kind of things once I get them in my head um, and it was in between two jobs where I had like a, a week where I was just about to go to China I just had a job and I could sort of justify a bit of time off where a bit guilt-free <laughs> you know my, my parents will be thinking mate what are you doing with your life um, and it went from like buying a, a little you know, decoration to spending about five hundred pounds, and I got you know I got all these Christmas lights, and then every time I bought some and I had a new idea, um, I wasted a whole day trying to get a train set to go around in a sort of little circle with a cardboard cutter on it. Um, it's just it got so out of hand, and by the last day of filming, it was about two in the morning. I was trying to get. Because I, I was trying to get Pablo Picasso to uh, smoke a cigarette um, because I don't smoke anymore. So I had to sort of stick it in his mouth, light it, and then put a, an empty bottle in the back and sort of use it like a lung and then get all these close-up photos of him smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, what what am I doing? But, I, you know, it, it entertains me. And then, yeah, I can't, I really did enjoy I enjoy the editing just as much man when you start when it, editing goes from sort of just looking at endless clips and then it just suddenly just something falls into place and it suddenly all starts to make sense and that's the bit that keeps you what going back and doing more of it i think man but the video for everybody out there definitely it's the link in his bio go check that out <laughs> but the the video is so <laughs> like for you it's just a gag but it's i mean you're singing in it which you, you've got a great voice the the characters that you made the cardboard cutouts that you made are phenomenal and then the action <laughs> that's going on throughout it and then the the sense of humor that you have throughout the whole thing i just think it's brilliant man that was <laughs> and then the editing and and yeah this is no short video like how long did editing and everything take yeah. you know i can well, see I you just marching around the apartment with these cardboard cutouts you know, and trying to make Pablo Picasso smoke a cigarette. That is just hilarious <laughs> to me. And, uh, yeah, and Frida Kahlo, I, I bought a, 
a tr- like a, a remote control car and, and taped her to that and was trying to it didn't really in, in the end like there's a bit where I'm at the Dali bar which is just basically the back of my flat I'm at the back of the flat and then I was trying to get this clip where I'm ordering a drink and she's in the background I've got the remote control like down by my side and I try and to do the same take over and over until she perfectly comes in the distance and just drives up next to me um and that 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 took me about 15 attempts um and it really you don't even notice it in the clips but you know got (laughs) there's all those those i managed to make all five of those characters all give the sort of the old artists have all got really intense look none of them smile so when i had them all in my in my lounge when i was watching the tv it was. It got pretty creepy. They're all sort of half stood up, all staring at you. Just, you know, give me a break, man. Yeah, yeah. Just sitting there <laughs> judging you. I can't imagine filling my house with the masters as they watch over me paint like that. Yeah, that's a bit nerve wracking. I've I've ended up putting them all in a sort of. They're sort of all huddled up in my studio now, and they look more like the cover of Friends or something like a DVD <laughs> box set. So they look they look a bit funner now actually, but uh, at the time. I needed a huge break after I did that. I didn't. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So I finally, yeah, my it was. It took a while to get my my flat back to normal, man. It was like a full DJ booth in one corner and a bar in another, and yeah. Madness. That's yeah. a madness. Yeah, but that's beautiful, man. <laughs> I don't know what's, beautiful madness. I don't know what's you know? next. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder what's next. I've I've always thought. From a music point of view, if I started now with about six months till Christmas, if I started now with this, you know, intent to try and make a really good Christmas song, if I started now and just filmed like the progress and see if by Christmas I could come up with a really good song, but you know, it's not, (laughs) it's a bit of a side project that. Yeah, well, that's something I wanted to talk to you about because you you are you you're a man of many hats. We'll say that. Um, aside from literal hats, I've seen you. You you got a great fashion sense, also. Um, but let's <laughs> Thanks, talk. Man. Let's talk about art a little bit. Let's talk about painting. Um, you were mentioning that you were wrapping the side of your canvas with what you were doing LED lights or something. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the funny thing is that my my sort of setup on stage now, um, it works really well. Um, it's sort of, I've got it all dialed in. It protects the floor. Well, I mean, still, if you don't, but when I'm performing live, it's pretty much a good setup. Everything goes in cases. I sort of know how to get it up and down, but you know, some, it's a bit like changing your hairstyle. Sometimes you just can't, you feel like you need to make progress in some areas. And one of them is maybe, changing a bit of the aesthetic like the look of it on stage and I had this I just thought it might be good if I could maybe you know those really tacky gold frames I don't know if tacky is a word in America those yeah, sort yeah of, it is um yeah yeah tacky we I use skippy quite a bit which is definitely not a word in America <laughs> which is okay yeah really skippy yeah sometimes I don't know how to get through a sentence without using that one word so I might adopt anyway, that it, so that's great yeah t- please m- Take it across the pond, um, but you know there's those big gold frames, and the, you know they normally have the um, paintings of like crappy landscapes and pictures of sheep and stuff, yeah. pretty badly painted. 
I thought what I liked, I would like to make a huge one of them that wrapped around each uh, live painting that I did, but I'm starting at the moment just with sort of a white plastic frame and get some LEDs on it. I think that will look pretty cool. I think that's going to be sick. And for the listeners out there, um, I'll go over it all in, in the intro, but you are you're a full-on performance man i've never seen like some people say that they paint live i've painted live but i'm just painting it might it might be boring to anybody watching you are a full-on performance bro you're jumping in the air <laughs> you're punching the canvas like pa- like getting covered in paint and it's it's amazing there's so many things i want to ask you so like the yeah, technicalities yeah, sure. the technicalities like you were talking about <clears throat> like you were saying um just as far as not getting the floor messy you know because you show up yeah. to these venues you have to kind of you know artists we can get away with a drop here and there but we've got to make sure that we're in and out and you know all that you can tell the difference is the art that's hanging on the wall maybe you know but uh yeah. so yeah bust that down a little bit a little bit of your live painting formula and i mean even down to the music you use man i mean you are you're live bro it's it's amazing <laughs> the whole process uh give us a little insight on some of the uh on <clears throat> some of the technicalities and what a performance might be like from you yeah i would it's funny, um, I've always liked the word expert and always felt like um, it's not a title that, I, that I'm not an expert in anything. Um, but then someone said recently that expert is sort of defined more as um, being able to deal with any sort of bad experiences that have come up to a point where you always know how to deal with them, basically. Problem solving. Wow, wow. yeah. And basically, when I started about six years ago doing performance painting or speed painting I didn't really I'll get on to the guy who inspired me but I will get on to that later but I didn't really know what I was doing at all it was literally just from scratch and that includes on and off stage um, and as far as as I say now I've got a setup where I'm sort of comfortable that is that is not something that has come overnight. That is that I started. I mean, I think my first few shows, um, I had nothing on the floor whilst I was painting. I would set up some paints, and just fuck these floors up of bars, <laughs> and then just leave, and just sort of think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty. I mean, I, I made, and then I started maybe putting like a small piece of tarp down or a, a plastic bag which would catch maybe the first 10 seconds of paint and then I'd start, because I used to dress up and sort of, I used to dress up as people like Freddie Mercury and Mick Jagger as I was painting. So I'd walk right out into the crowd and dressed up as these wild characters and then just drag all the paint all over Tracking the place. Tracking paint, so, yeah. Yeah, so all of that kind of started to change. I, I started, um, I, yeah, I started, I, toured around Canada around the sort of uh, fairs and uh, it was where I had this agent who was also touring with me uh, um, as a a magician himself and he had he had a lot of shows and he was super experienced and he kind of took me under his wing maybe about a year and a half into doing it and it was quite funny he really you know he it was kind of like constantly <laughs> struggling not to punch me in the face for how many things I was doing wrong. Uh, I had I would sort of get paints from Home Depot and not put them in containers. So I, my first 
gig was at a little fair and I just had like 10 cans of paint, you know, bear. Is that what you have over there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had like 10 can, little cans of paint all in my arms, not in a not in a carrier bag or anything, no. And, you know, straight up to my chin, walking over to my area, just what an idiot. And the first two dropped off, landed on straight on the lids, exploded vibrant paint all over the concrete, all over the side of his stage. Oh. This was like day one. Oh, that's <laughs> so, not good. And he, he, he looked at me and he was like, right, I'm going to let you have that one, all right, because you've just got here. And then the next day the fair was opening and this wind came in, blew down the canvas, which had all the exposed paints in and just went all over the food vans and everything, all over the floor. I, was, I took my own top off and was sort of scraping the floor just in panic. And this kind of continued from fair to fair, trying to, I, as I got a li little better at one area, another area would happen. Because open, like, dealing with 10 cans of different coloured paint uh, took a lot of getting used to. And um, it really, it kind of came to a climax, really, where I had finally sorted out some containers from um, Walmart. And we were sort of getting on a lot better. And he had this rental van and he had put all my paints in it and I hadn't put the lids on properly. And we got to the van outside the hotel in the morning in really good spirits and he opened the side door of his van and this like two litres of yellow paint had exploded in the back of his van covering all his stuff, covering all my... And then it just sort of poured out the van all over the concrete outside this hotel. And it was like... Ugh, it was... It was a lot of lessons learned at that point, man. That's um, amazing. So that I was it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I th he was so close to knocking me out, and fair dues to him because he he didn't because it was that was like it had to be a turning point at that point because it was it couldn't have got any worse. I really wanted to run away because it was. You've never seen so much yellow paint, and it was everywhere. It was all over the hotel floor. It was all in the back of his van. It was, and it was yellow. You know, it was. <laughs> of course, yeah. It's definitely, definitely not going to be a, a basic color. No way. So I've, I've, I, I, I've had a lot of problems like that, but I've, just from experience and and kind of, uh, just about all the touch wood. All the main ones uh, feel like I've kind of learned how to deal with now. So as far as my setup, and I have assistants with, I have people helping me as well sometimes. And as far as my setup now, it's got a kind of a system where it's pretty much, you know, it's waterproof drapes on the floor. It's I've got a carpet on top, which gets the grip, which I learned how to decide how, what like, Another thing was a grip, you know, you'd put down drapes that didn't have a grip back and you'd be sliding around. All these things that happen and the easels falling over and, uh, yeah, it was, it's always, it's kind of fun in some ways, but it's taken, yeah, it's taken six years to get here. And I mean, you, you really can't do the best performance if one little thing goes wrong on stage. If you feel like something's flapping about or 
like there's a bit of drape that's folded over it it really can throw you quite a lot and when there's quite there's a few thousand people watching you you don't really want that exactly <laughs> yeah no and, yeah. and that extra little time you know that's peace of mind that you don't have to worry about and you're talking yeah. about you know the wind carrying a painting man i did the same thing out <laughs> at venice beach i had my entire table get picked up by the wind one day and paintings go yeah, all across yeah, the yeah, boardwalk yeah. I was like, oh, God, this is... But, you know, you figure out, you, you, uh, you progress, you learn. That's so amazing that you had a, a traveling magician as your mentor, man. Like, that's, that's <laughs> a movie just waiting to happen. The live art, the performance artist and the traveling magician, that's amazing. Um, it was like, I mean, he also, he had, uh, he had, um, what do they call it? Uh, oh, bloody... He had a, a flea circus as well, and he had like a, a bigger version of it, and that was part. Of, there was like a little act that he had at the side, and it would, he had all these contraptions, and it would make it look like the flea was like going off a diving board and stuff like that. And then we would kind of chat about how we how it could be better, and I suggested, oh maybe because the guy who presented it would have all these jokes about fleas, like two's company fleas a crowd, and all these stupid ass jokes. And I thought, well, it'd be good if, you know, you had a really, really bad, like, drum kit at the side. It went boom, boom, psh. Uh, and by the morning, he'd gone out and bought a fucking little drum kit and said, so uh, in between my painting shows, I I was the guy doing the, the rim shots for this bloody, <laughs> for this flea show. And then that turned into a bit of a, like, comedy as well that I would kind of pretend to miss the symbol and... Yeah, it went it went really quite off course, but it was all uh, it was all the yeah, it all made it all the more funnier, man. It was uh, I did it for two years, and I got to see a lot of Canada. I I sell I sold in between shows. I would go to like Vancouver and um, uh, Banff and places, and I would set I'd set up little paintings, and I'd sit all day just on the beach trying to sell little paintings, and that was a really weird experience, man. I thought that yeah. they would sell pretty well, but not really. Not when you're not, I don't know, you kind of, you can come off pretty weird just sat there with little paintings trying to sell them all day. It's, yeah. it's not easy. Well, and then everybody's an art critic. Everybody walking by on their flip-flops yeah. thinks that they're a fine art critic. So, yeah. I, I had, because I, the actual fairs I was selling, I'd perform about seven times a day sometimes, and, they, they you know, once I got going... I was selling loads of paintings. I mean, they were selling for a certain amount of money and I was, you know, I, I had all this confidence and I was feeling good and then I would go to like a new city where they didn't see the process and I just had these little ones and it would put, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, put you straight back <laughs> into reality. Yeah. It's well, all about context for stuff like that, you know? Exactly, you engagement, yeah. you know? They've got yeah. to give them a reason to like you. Especially, you know, there's a million artists out here. We're all trying to push our paintings. But what's the difference yeah. between artists? Well, shit, I want to... I want to learn and watch artists that have YouTube videos and, you know, and then even yeah. even artists that are actually out there painting live and doing stuff. You know, you got to have some kind of engagement instead of just being that guy sitting on the boardwalk, you know, reading a book, hoping that somebody <laughs> yeah. comes up and finds you. You know, that's not that's not how it how happens. Do you, uh, how do you find how do you find the whole YouTube uh, thing yourself as far as, you know, recording the footage putting it together do you find it uh you know can you be quite consistent with it or do you find that you 
sort of do one or two and then you realise how much extra work it is. No, we'll see. <clears throat> I know how terrible I am at all of that stuff, so I actually have... Right. I've got a buddy who's a great photographer and a uh, videographer, and he wanted to, you know, he just wanted to start making some content himself and came out and yeah. uh, he painted, or uh, like videotaped me painting a couple times down at Sunken City and then the Jim Morrison cave and uh great little videos or whatever everything was great um so then i launched ovs and uh, i launched my own youtube channel last year two years ago something like that and for me man it's been mm -hmm. a slow burn it's one of those things that um it's not really my priority it's one of those things that's just there you know it's more for other people yeah. so that they can kind of see into the process but mine i've really got to dial it in mine i think i've been doing it the wrong way um and you know that's part of progress you got to sit down and be humble and look at areas that you could use some uh you know focus and right now <clears throat> my videos they're like uh i love them because they're cool but they're they're kind of like I don't know, they're too theatric, you know, it's not like you're getting any of my personality in there unless I'm dabbing up like some little kid or somebody at a live painting event, you know, unless somebody's coming up and interacting with me, it's it's just that uh, in engagement, you know, they might be cool to watch and the paintings I might be working on are pretty neat, but there's no engagement, you know, so I have to, um, yeah. I'm, I'm hitting the books, I'm, I'm relearning a lot of things right now, even as far as like painting and sketching, man, I'm heavy in a developmental uh stage right now but um yeah. you know it, that kind of stuff happens man and youtube for me yeah it's a slow roll shit i gotta buy a camera bro you know we were talking about <laughs> doing those things aren't cheap you know and that's that's another thing that people don't understand it's like oh shit okay i'll buy a camera well then i gotta buy a couple lenses and then i need a tripod it's like shit man that's two grand right there if if you're j yeah. if you're you know budgeting <laughs> if, you, if you're being stingy with your money so it's for me i'm at that place where it's a slow yeah. process you know um but i, I want to do everything right and for me it was just like okay let's just do it you know do it before you know what the hell you're doing and then you'll figure it out along the way fake, fake it you until know? you make it and all that shit exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah. now and what's funny is that the podcast that kind of it really tickles that itch for me you know i'm not a computer guy i love music i've always been in music studios growing up so for me to be you know recording and doing that stuff, it feels natural to me there's something about the camera that just doesn't feel natural to me being in front of it <laughs> I don't really care. Behind the camera stuff, I really like. I think that it's cool, and it's an entire art form. And I respect, you know, there's people like you that I respect everything that you friggin' do. Kipto, uh, Levi Ponce, there's a handful of people out there that are really killing it. Ten hundred, yeah. I just had him on the last podcast. But there's all these people that are, you know, it's, it's multi-level. There's a lot of stuff that goes into making a YouTube video, you know, and people think that you just record one take shit. You were talking about, you know, having Frida roll up on an RC car and it took you 15 takes. I mean, that's no <laughs> bullshit, man. You know, I respect that stuff so much. So I'm like, uh, I'm at a point where right now I've, I outsource that to to my homie that's kind of like the OVS intern. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I shoot him some cash for that. But it's yeah. one of those things. It's like, I'm going to fuck this up if I, if I get too involved with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of extra work, man. Like, I watch a lot of YouTube. I, I, I really don't watch much TV, and, and uh, I watch I watch a lot of YouTube. And um, you know, the, I I watch. I mean, I watch people like Kipto and Ten Hundred. I watch a lot of their videos. Shout out to both of them if they were listening at any point. Shout out to uh, the homies. Yeah. yeah, and um, I get. 
super inspired by watching their stuff because I mean I know I know what it's like to try and uh, you know consistently make full videos of the art and trying to make make it into an actual channel. Um, it's it's really hard to do. It takes up a lot of time because you're sort of trying to get on with your day, but you have to keep you know putting down down a tripod and getting little bits and b-roll yeah. and get it and make it into a story and then you gotta sit down and edit it and um I, I mean youtube every time i watch someone who really pumps me up i'm like you know what yeah. i'm gonna do i'm really gonna do the youtube thing and then uh i don't know there's something about for me which i can't quite get my head around there's something about instagram stories and the sort of instant what side of doing short clips and building them up that I find it hard to sort of replicate in that sort of wacky sort of way uh, when it when I actually have a camera there and I press record it sort of feels a bit more serious um, something about just sort of <laughs> well it's difficult to chat it up with a bird outside your window when you're holding a cannon <laughs> 60D right in front of their face you know that fucking bird feeder man that's good <laughs> That was amazing, dude. I was cracking up watching that. It's funny what... I mean, yeah, that... Someone sent me a message saying, you should just make a channel just about that. <laughs> just just about endlessly changing that bird feeder, man. It's uh, It's got disaster written all over it. And um, uh, those, poor, those poor guys are out there every morning and they, they think there's food and they get near it and there's just like a piece of tape hanging off a an empty <laughs> container i'm like sorry guys uh it's a bit of a crazy process uh i hope you yeah i'll, I'll do it sorry I'll, guys i'm trying to edit a video and run an art career sorry I can't guys be yeah, feeding the birds every five minutes yeah i'm, I'm trying to cut out a cardboard cut out of van gogh i'll be with you after that Peace. It's difficult to run a buffet when you're working with the masters you know <laughs> yeah Ugh, tell me about it yeah so yeah <laughs> Well, that's great. Let's talk about um. So your painting, bro. One, I've gotta, I gotta ask you, what kind of easel do you use? I mean, do you use an easel? You said before that you had it hanging sometimes. Yeah. But you're all, you're in that canvas's face, man. I mean, it's you're not being dainty with it, you know. You're having <laughs> yeah. your way with that canvas. I really, and it's powerful, <laughs> dude. You're painting with your hands, everything, dude. You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. What? How do you pick? Do you get hyped up to a song? Like, how do you choose your uh? Is it event appropriate music or, you know, event specific, I'll say? Because you've worked for pff, huge people, man. I mean, shout out, I see Tyson Fury just won that last fight and you had yeah, a, yeah. You, you gave him a painting. How did that happen? Uh, that one was actually, um, that one was just, uh, he ended, I sent a, um, that I sent a, a picture and yeah, he was at the event. That was, that was I wasn't actually at that one, um, but yeah as far as um the one that i really want to get is anthony joshua man so you know i don't care that it was almost great that he lost that last fight i i think uh the rematch is what it'll be all about there's uh yeah, yeah I, I there's a few um i think so coming back to the first bit uh easel wise i've had all kinds of different stuff that holds my canvas over the years but again it's been like trial and error and now yeah. now it's like at the moment it's bits of different uh pa like speaker stands and then i've sort of gathered different parts and sort of put it all together and 
then it all has to be able to all compact into a flight case that I can take around with me. So, and it has to be yeah. able to be light enough and it has to be able to be sturdy enough that, I mean, there's nothing worse and it has happened where, you know, like uh, something on stage drops and the canvas is hanging off. It just, it loses its, it just looks shit. So, um, the yeah, the, the whole easel thing um, and, you know, even just like, where I get my canvas now in, you know, huge amounts uh, from India because I get it pre-primed in matte black. Um, and before that, you know, in my last studio, before I sort of discovered this whole part of it, I, I, ha I used to, you know, in the winter, I'd be in a car, outdoor car park in the rain, stretching these canvases and then I had to prime each canvas and they're big canvases. And I had this big roller and I'd be, you know, doing each one in black and bloody hell, like trying to make all the frames. And then I found a guy who makes the frames for me. And it's all, yeah, it's it's a hell of a pro process, man. It's nice when it all, yeah. when you're just trying to make everything more and more efficient. Um, because really, when it comes down to it, you, wanna, you want all the time in the world to just do the art side. Uh, that, that process is... Sometimes I sort of think, oh, I've got enough time to get ready for this next event. And then you realize, yeah, you, you can still have all the time in the world. And certain certain portraits, certain events, certain sort of faces, you know, they can, you just need more time on them. And you, it's important to really give yourself that extra time. So as far as music, I mean, I love the music part of it. It's, a, it's horrible when I've been at places where I can't really hear the music. Um, or they, they've put me in the past, I try to avoid that now, but they'll put me sometimes in the sort of reception area where there's sort of background violin music and I'm jumping around shaking, shaking my ass and stuff. And, you know, it's just <laughs> like, who, who's this guy? And you sort of finish after about, you know, seven minutes and you, you know, hit the canvas and bow and every, people are sort of looking going, whoa. What the, the music hasn't stopped? Why don't you just keep going? You know, just keep going with it. So I, yeah. I, I kind that came to a head. I had put a, a camera in. I think I was in Romania and I was doing that kind of event. And I put a camera there and I watched back. And I just saw these people who were like on their phone, not even looking at me and stuff. And I just thought, um, I'm done with that. that it does it's not my product. It's not what I'm. It needs to be a start and a finish because that's part of it. That oh my god, he's finished it in you know six minutes or whatever. It's it's a totally different thing when it's like dude in the background just jumping about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you um? How long is your usual performance? Um. <clears throat> again, it's changed over the years. I mean, um, I'm I sort of feel the most comfortable around six minutes. I've had to do. A few on TV and to music videos in about three minutes, which is doable, but it's madness sometimes. It's it's sort of like you get no time to sort of jump around and enjoy the moment. You just like thinking, right, I've got to do this bit next. I've got to, I've got to get this bit in by this part of the song. I've got to get this bit done. It's pretty frantic. I do love that challenge, but um, it. I think about six minutes is good, and then. Sometimes I have to respect that I'll probably need a bit longer. Um, and then if it gets more than about like eight minutes, I feel like I'm probably going on a bit too long for the whole speed painting side of it. So 
it's a funny balance and the more I rehearse it the more I get that sweet spot like the one that I did last week was just a great example of I'd, I'd made sure I'd rehearsed more and more to make sure because it was a big event and by the time I was on stage it just felt a really good example of taking really respecting the amount of rehearsing needed and it was just a really memorable one of like yeah I'm, I'm really feel very on form with this so yeah a lot of rehearsing does canvas size does canvas size affect your uh speed painting time at all uh a, a bit but it's uh, i i've you know i've had smaller canvases in the back in the past um and then i went a lot bigger and kind of the size that I have is completely bespoke to what like it fits in my van really nicely uh, it's a size that is pretty big but can still go on people's walls and you can get it through the door <laughs> um, and then any smaller I mean any smaller I just think it looks too sort of fiddly and I don't know you lose a bit I want to be throwing my arms around as much as I can so uh, yeah. yeah it's it's again it took a lot of playing around and then I seem to be comfortable with this size because I don't ever worry about the size at the moment but actually saying that um, I sometimes go double the width so it's the, it's that size but twice as wide so I did an advert for a Jaguar for one of their cars and that was twice as big and I had to I had exactly seven minutes 23 seconds which was the record that it was on a projector on one of the walls and it was going around the Nürburgring um, and I had to start and finish finish the whole car in exactly the time that it did this record lap. It was like the fastest production five-door production car in the world. And oh, that's great. You're, you're competing with an F1 car? It was like <laughs> a, uh, a five-door uh, Jaguar, like top-of-the-range, you know, 700 brake or whatever. It was... Yeah. It was super intense, but I, I mean, I really loved that as a challenge. And we had, I think, I practiced it a lot in my studio, and then we had, I had three canvases on the day. So I, generally, what happens is the first camera canvas, the first performance, and you've got all the clients there and everything. It's quite, and all these guys filming it um, in this big warehouse. And the first one was pretty good, but I missed. You know, when you're doing a car, it's quite a complicated thing. You know, I think I missed the mirror or something and I don't know the boot was hanging off or something and uh yeah you sort of the second one's almost right and then by the third one I was I said to half the team just shout out we made a list of all the parts of the cars just in case I missed a bit because they were going to dub sound over and I went you may as well just shout them out because I want to get this last one as right as I could and um yeah it was like sh shouting a door handle Mirror, uh, you know, grass in the background. And yeah, we pretty much, we got that last one down. Um, I had that again recently. I did a, I did a, a video recently with a guy, shout out to official, A-F-I-S-H-A-L. -A he's, a, he's a visual DJ. He's, a, he's become, he's become a, a big, a big guy in the scene, man. And he, uh, he has this, huge drum kit that he plays on stage and it's like you know it's all lights up and it all connected to the screens so we did a we did a collaboration yeah uh, recently where he mic'd up all parts of my 
three canvases that I had. So they were connected to different um, instruments. So one, I make a full drum kit. I paint a drum kit and then I start playing the drum kit live. And then the other canvas. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's all connected to screens. So as I'm playing it, it plays on these massive screens. Uh, and then the other canvas, I do letters. I, I write the sound painter. And then as I'm writing it, it show, every, every time I hit it, it shows that word. And then the middle one was like, we just chose a logo and we ended up doing like, I just did a picture of Spider-Man, pretty random, but it was just like, yeah, this will do. And I had I had five minutes because he wanted to do it all in one take. Um, and wow, that took a lot of goes, man, because it, it had to be live and it was all to a click track. And so all the drumming and everything had to be in time. And then I had to sort of move from canvas to canvas all in five minutes and get the final one which I was doing upside down of Spider-Man and then flip it and we had we ended up doing it over three days of development and then doing it in the night time in his studio and by the third day it was about I think we started about half twelve one at night and I kept getting one little bit wrong and then we got to like 5.30 in the morning and it was just about right, but then I spelt painter wrong, paneer I put instead. It was like, oh, oh my gosh. God. And then the one after that, I flipped the canvas and I missed one of the hooks. And we, we had the very last take, the last, we literally had one last take and that had to be it and we were done. And then we, yeah, managed to get it smashed out all in one performance. They're, they're, they're a huge part of what I, I mean, what I really live for when it comes to being an artist and, and doing this it's the sort of when it all goes to plan all the hard work and then it all goes to plan and you just finally get it right it's that huge feeling at the end that's that's a big part of it for me yeah, yeah man and that's you're doing a full production right there that's amazing <clears throat> it's one of the things that i um i find really interesting about about people and from myself the more that i do um you know, you start working, you start working on a project, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a painting, but the, or a live painting event, and then some, someone like you is like, okay, well, let me break down the playlist so that it starts and ends within an appropriate time, and it's a definite end, so that I can then get the hell off the stage, you know, go shake hands, <laughs> yeah. get off the stage, and then it's done, and then it's like, well, I also need to know what angle the camera is shooting from yeah. for lighting purposes, and then it's like, well, I, I might want to make my own music for this thing because that would, you know, it really hits perfectly. Yeah. It's the details. The devil's in the details. And I feel like as we progress as artists, the details start getting very important. You know, yeah. that's why it's not just live painting anymore. You've got an entire production. And sometimes you do need need a team, you know? Shit, yeah. I've, I'm doing a... Uh, I'm doing a job in Santa Monica where I'm going to be on ladders and a staircase. So I might have one of my friends come assist me just to make sure I don't fall off the ladder, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's that, that peace of mind, you know? And then you're talking about, which you, I, I definitely wanted to talk about your practice, yeah. um, the studio practice, because those paintings, man, a lot, oftentimes you're doing, <clears throat> well, one, it's live, and yeah. two, you're doing it for big name clients. I'm sure that you want to make sure you paint Bob De Niro properly, or oh he's gonna have something to say about it. You God, know, that that was that was so. The Robert De Niro one, because um, 
yeah, th that was a really funny one as far as, I wouldn't say ego, but um, as far as the risk factors. So I was thinking, right, I'm going to be painting Robert De Niro in a really small space. It, it was supposed to originally be in a castle where he was staying, but there wasn't enough room. So then we did it in this little uh, restaurant. So it was about him and about 10 people there. And I thought, if I just do... I'd been developing at this thing something completely new, which was doing two paintings in one. Um, and I had tried it, I'd done it with a few different things, and it got to that point, and I was thinking, ah, I could take a bigger risk here and try and do two paintings in one, which, you know, if you don't get the first painting right and start trying to make it into something else, you know, there's a bigger risk, there's a big risk of it going wrong. But I kept doing it and I, th I got near the event, I thought, yeah, man, let's try and do a taxi, uh, a taxi driver, let's do that and then let's change it into his face. And even the day before the event, which is, this happens quite a bit, where it'll be quite late at night and I'm practicing in my studio and I think that I've got it down and then it'll, uh, the, the sort of last one I'll do sucks ass and I'll be like, oh my God. Don't let it get on top of you, and uh, that was, yeah, the, I, I felt, I definitely felt like I'd practiced enough, and then we set it up, and it that, that did exactly what I hoped, right? What happened was, he, we started, we started actually, I started painting in front of him, he'd been there for a while, I'd kind of ended up going over, and we had a little chat, and then I started painting, and <clears throat> I started doing the taxi, and my friend who was the assistant, he kind of at one point just looks over at, you know, films Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro's having a little bite of his food and it looks really funny. It looks like, yeah, whatever, mate. And I, I kind of wanted him to feel like, like, he goes, all oh, right, taxi driver, I get it. You know, like, it's a taxi. He's doing a live painting of a taxi. What, you know, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I didn't want him to be that impressed because, and then he, when I start to change it into his face, you can see that he's suddenly like, oh, hang on a minute, what the f what's going on here? And then by the end, you know, it shows in the clip on my Instagram, he's, he, Rob Dino is filming it on his own phone, which <laughs> that really blew That's my sick, mind. Man. Was like, That's sick, I mean, you couldn't write that when you're young. It's like, I remember watching Goodfellas when I was about seven, uh, oh, and it's still one of yeah, and I was thinking, you know, the stuff like that, you think, God, one day he's going to be filming me, painting him. Um... I love that shit sometimes. It's like, I love that challenge of like, you know, can you step this up right now and do it in front of, I had to do one in um, Switzerland and it was, it was a huge arena. It was like a long catwalk and I had to do one upside down of this supermodel. And then as she came out on the stage at the end, yeah, she took my hand off the stage, but, and then I brought the canvas still upside down and walked all the way down the canvas and then down the catwalk and then had to flip it at the end to expose it to the thousands of people. When something's upside down, man, there's still a, an element of like, I don't even know if this is going to look right when I turn it around. <laughs> you know, especially painting a, a like a, a supermodel. Women are just yeah. harder to paint, just straight up harder to paint. And then yeah, yeah, doing yeah. it upside down and, you know, if you get a supermodel wrong, uh, my early you're in trouble yeah and like my early days of doing Marilyn Monroe I mean it, it looked more like a man in a wig with like terrible lipstick on 
Uh, <laughs> just, you know, you've got to go through some pretty bad ones where you, the, the song ends and you just want to run and keep on running. Yeah. It's intense. <laughs> well, that's crazy, man. You just mentioned two different styles of painting. So aside from you painting under a time constraint yeah. and aside from, you know, having to create it on the spot and oftentimes a portrait of a uh, person that's in the audience you also paint things uh, paint it upside down and then like you said with the de niro piece the one piece will transform into another piece that's that's pretty epic man when did you start in uh getting involved in that or when was that something that you picked up so um it's a pretty so the the speed painting or the performance painting community is a pretty small community um so the the doing upside down thing, the there's a few people who do it, um, you know, from the past, and there's one, and the classic one is the Albert Einstein. So you'll, the, he's probably the best example because you can do his face and it looks pretty generic, and then just before you turn it, you just throw on all the white paint and the white mustache, and then you turn it, and people are like, "What the?" F-? Like it totally Mind gets blown, them. Yeah. yeah, you can't really can't guess what's going sometimes you know when you start to add a certain thing people are like oh i think i know it is but um that is probably the best one it's why people do it but so i i learned how to do einstein and a few upside down um and as i say unlike some are just not worth doing it man because you know you want at the end whether you like it or not you want a painting that stands up as a decent painting and sometimes i've flipped it and you know you have a little bit more time to touch it up but you just think eh, was it worth it for that and I, I i don't know i kind of wanted to try and get something that was just mine from watching videos in the past you know people do the upside downs and stuff but i was like i really really just sat and tried to think how i could make it a bit more something that i don't feel like i've seen before and i started developing it and i started to i kind of it worked once and then i was like yeah i think i've got some in here and yeah it does it's so odd i mean i I wish i could do it more but it doesn't work with everything and it's a lot it's a lot more it's it's doing two paintings in one and trying to do them still in like six minutes and yeah and you've got to be careful with how much paint you apply also Mm. you know because dry time there is no dry time in six minutes you know and it's it's not like you're walking around with a blow dryer and a big ass fan (laughs) behind you you know that stuff have you ever have you ever turned one upside down and paint just starts dripping you know like in my mind a horror story would be like to finish an awesome piece and then it's just like a little too thick in some areas and then the drips start melting like five minutes after the show yeah yeah. Like, oh shit! I gotta get out of here. It's funny. It's funny because um, paint uh, uh, paint over in America is really drippy, and it's once once you get used to it, it's really good for you know flicking loads of little dots, and you know it's really good in its own way. But bloody hell, when I first went over, because it's a lot thicker over here, and um, when I first went over, man, that yeah, I was I was putting loads of paint on like I do with you know european paint i was slapping it on and it was dripping all over the place and yeah some of the first ones you know the worst areas is like where the eyelid starts to drip over the iris and you know 
or, or the chin starts to drip and especially especially when you do female paintings because you know the, the elegance just quickly goes when it, it's it's not a good look Dri- dripping eye, yeah. dripping eyeballs it's not a good look <laughs> yeah runny chin is, is not the best look runny chin yeah exactly uh, if they're rocking a beard you know it's the painting's got a beard you know and you get a few drips it looks kind of cool but oh when that goes wrong um <clears throat> but you've got to you've really got to have you've really got to have a confidence in there there's something that i've i've always i guess i've always enjoyed having and when i discovered this um it really sat nicely and like a lot of people the first question everyone gets asked me is like do you get nervous and of course i get nervous but i also kind of like that feeling when it comes to this sort of thing um yeah a little pressure is good yeah and that just as i say i like the i do like the test of it but um yeah i don't know it's uh, i do like yeah it feels good (laughs) so let's talk about you know your style a little bit and then how this all came together did you go to school for this did you have any like traditional (laughs) art training yeah i mean i've i was always i I was always painting like my earliest memories when i was a kid i was painting and since doing this where i have to rely on memory i realized one of my earliest memories was actually i would paint my parents or draw them in the lounge i'd draw my old family and then i'd pretend no sorry i put that in the wrong order i'd pretend to take a photo with the sort of family camera of my family and then i'd go in another room pretending that i was developing the photo but i would do a drawing from memory of them and then i'd come back in and go oh yeah i've developed the photo and show it to them and i was like oh shit yeah yeah i mean it must have been terrible but uh uh, yeah, I always painted, and, and I guess when I came out of school, I went and did an uh, like an art foundation. We call it here. It's like a year where you kind of, I guess you try everything. Um, and I went to quite a traditional college. Um, and I mean, coming straight out of, out of school, I was just doing paintings of you know famous uh, singers and stuff, a bit like I still do now, and they kept asking me you know what why are you painting this you know what does it mean what what why why are you painting you know a singer and I you know I just didn't I didn't know uh the answer to that and they said they kind of made it like that was the only option to be contemporary and to have loads of meaning behind your paintings and you know looking back I wish they'd kind of give me a bit more it just did be, hadn't been so hard on that area because it kind of threw me a bit and I ended up, I quit that course because it just didn't feel right because they always pushed area, like very contemporary areas and they hated the idea of me just kind of doing, like replicating things, which I get, but, you know, it's not for everyone doing super contemporary deep meanings and things, you know, it's kind of... I'm with you, you man. you just got to go with what feels right. I just like colors yeah. and cool things. Hell yeah. And yeah. what's what's wrong with that? This is this is why no we're artists. It's the one, yeah, it's the one area that nobody can tell me this is right or this is wrong. Fuck yeah, you yeah, at yeah. the end of the day. You know, I I'm like I could go abstract for an entire year just for my own shits and giggles cuz that's yeah. 
That's what it is. This is our own personal growth and development. Yes, yeah. we do it visually so people can see it, but it's not always about other people and not always for other people. Sometimes yeah. I want to just sit down and put some cool colors together, you know? It's uh, it's it's being the artist as the individual and not the the artist only on the stage, you know? I'm sure, like, you, yeah, you might have a stage practice, but you also finish up and then go home and hit the studio and do personal work, you know? Yeah, uh, you have to mix it up, definitely. Uh, As far as, as, I mean, it's the classic thing with people that you look up to and suddenly you think, wow, maybe I want to do a style of work more like that because I love that work so much. And it is important to you know if you really feel like you want to try that style or move around your styles it is important because every time you try it a lot of the time you come back to what you've been doing but you do always bring a bit from something that you've tried and you before you know it you are you've incorporated into into style but um it can be i think you know we've all had it where you get to points where like that word style, man, I, I've done a few uni courses and the whole style was a constant weight. You know, you wanted to just jump to having this cool style uh, and it was like an obsession at times. You sort of, you feel like you found your style and then, you know, it would run its course pretty quick and then you'd start another style. And I went through more bloody styles than anyone, man. Um, I went from like... W- photo realism i was i did this huge painting of uh, napoleon dynamite and it was like done in oil and um oil and crayon and it's sort of like it's quite surreal because it's pretty it's pretty it's sort of a really mundane profile picture massive but it's quite realistic it's nothing like what my what i paint now and um i went through all those styles and then what i found which is kind of like writing music and stuff is as soon as I stopped caring about trying to get a style I found a style to be honest I I suddenly just threw a load of different colors and did a few portraits just throwing anything on and I sort of really liked what what had become of it I really liked the style that and it really yeah I started really pushing that and that's the only bit I don't really know how I would uh tell that to uh, the younger generation sometimes but I guess it's just got you've got to keep it's just keep going with it and you do just eventually keep working yeah, yeah. like do you, do you feel like you've got your uh, you're happy with what your style at the moment I hate to use that word but no right. okay well let's take let's take away style and instead yeah. let's make it uh, a, a noticeable identity you know like identity, a visual identity yeah like that yeah you know and I think it's you know your tastes change you know um you mature uh like you were saying i'm uh like finding reason why are you painting that doing that uh the story being able to tell a story with your work i'm you know i got to that point where i've painted a lot of things in the past couple years so i'm taking some time now where i'm hitting the sketchbooks and being like okay well what do i really want to do with this you know and then what do i really want to paint i mean should i got caught up painting gypsies for a long time because 
people it seemed to enjoy them you know they were fun it was one of those things that the whole gypsy that I paint the girl the female started one because I couldn't paint females and I was like okay let me figure out because I come from <laughs> yeah, painting dra- or painting and drawing Dragon Ball Z characters and cartoon okay, characters yeah. it wasn't a whole lot of girls you know I wasn't I wasn't yeah. painting Sailor Moon or drawing Sailor Moon so I had to <laughs> I really had to relearn or and teach myself how to you know paint a woman's face and then keep it delicate you know and then yeah. doing that live it's like okay well i'm gonna even the order that you paint something it's like i'm gonna drop these colors in here because people you know that'll get people's attention look i'm like what is what the hell is going on here you know yeah, and you yeah. add a little bit of flesh tones to it and they're like i still don't know what's going on here. then you drop you know a little bit of shadow in there and then the the black line work and then people are like oh shit you know and uh that clean black line work i really enjoy that so that's um but yeah the you know i'm i'm again i'm i've got no problem i'm humble as it gets man because at the end of the day we paint you know we get to create stuff for a living i'm extremely i'm extremely grateful that doesn't equal you know that doesn't mean that i'm complacent or that i'm settled by any means because i'm working harder than i've ever worked and it's and it's it's on that you know taking your ego out of your art and really focusing on your identity of your art and then you know especially painting murals it's it's not just for me you know people have to drive past this every single day and see this or you know it's in a in an office building where those people are going to be around it every day so it's um I respect my craft enough to know that okay I need to I need to hit the sketchbook for a couple months and that I don't have any problem saying or doing because it's going to be something man this you know this game this art career we don't we're gonna be painting and creating stuff until we die hopefully unless you know or you're not in it for the right reasons you know there's there's people out there that are just trying to make a million dollars and once they make that million dollars they'll never paint again or there's people that want to make a million dollars off of one painting and i'm like nah fuck that i want an entire (laughs) life of creation you know i'll do this until i die you know yeah uh, well that's 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 the way that you know you'll find in your own uh, in your own way your own success is um is measured by feeling like you're never gonna stop doing it i would that's always been my uh, main thing that i would say to anyone um and the the only way that i've managed to find my my feet properly is that it's never you're never gonna stop doing it see everyone wants to stop a few times or you know sort of drast- drastically quit dramatically go no it's not working but you know at the end of the day if it's it's only you who is going to be suffering from doing that and you've got to suddenly go i'm just having a bad day a bad week and get back into it it's funny i um i dropped off a painting really recently at this this old manor house and <clears throat> the the dad the grandfather had this painting of one of his dogs on the wall and he had painted it the day before he died and it was a painting of his dog and he had painted his whole life and it was a painting in um, in pastels, and he had spent his whole life painting in oil. <laughs> the day, day before he died, he went, I think I'm going to try pastels today. You might be a little <laughs> late at this point, brother. You well, know? I just thought, you know, even at that age, you think, oh, you know, it's just another day of painting. I think I'll try something That's else great. today. Like, age was so, not a factor at all. It was just like thinking about... <laughs> thinking about being an artist today i think i might try yeah. hanging up for pastels that's uh, amazing well i mean it's great it's, to see yeah 
That's great. It, it would be the same if he picked up a guitar, you know, and yeah. started playing a little bit of it's it's there's a million ways and that goes back to and, and him painting his dog. Why would he paint his dog? And then the day before <laughs> he dies, it's in a different medium. Well, it's just what he wanted to do. Yeah, right? exactly. You know? And he was happy doing it. You know, I think yeah. that there's a lot of artists that become slaves to their the the S word, the style, you know, they become slaves to it and then they think um I don't. I don't know. It's really interesting, but for me, being happy is also a priority. You know, I've gone yeah. through stages of my life where I wasn't happy, where I wasn't taking care of my responsibilities as a human being. You know, I wasn't being good to myself, mental health, spiritual health. You know, physical health. I, I was. You know, you get caught up in these waves and uh, weird stages. So now I'm at a point where. I'm freaking happy, man. I'm, well, I'm, you, when I'm you painting. Say, when you say, yeah, when you say you're happy, do you feel like, uh, I don't know, is it, like for me, I feel like uh, the, the sort of description of happiness is can be a day-to-day up and down, you know, change. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know well, if, and yeah. happiness, for yeah, me, it a, comes from doing the right things. I'm enjoying this conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. This is, and it's. Living it's, in the now. Exactly, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sitting sure. in my studio surrounded by paints and, and shit that yeah, I was yeah. doing until, you know, two AM last night and I'm nice. I'm still enjoying myself, you know. If yeah. there's ever a time when I walk in here and I'm just hating life, well I need to, you know, go for a run, do something else, you know, for you know but mental health, I know that for me I've been in some very dark places and I haven't yeah. created anything anything good from it and i know that when i'm in a happy and a healthy place i get to or i you know the universe works with me the muse kind of dances in the studio and i can create freely you know yeah yeah. i enjoy what i'm doing Um, i've kind of noticed um i like when i have incredibly up moments very really happy bits i really try and I really try and on the spot try and bank them in my head try and like a great example is I really realized about a year and a half ago when I was painting on stage uh, that for me that's basically the happiest I can be because it's this really intense sort of short moment where uh, you you know you're you're kind of in everyone's watching you you've got a lot of pressure but you're also bring it all together and for me there's certain things I, I mean I was trying to perform in front of my family and on film when I was you know like five I've always felt really I just love performing and so that's always a, a great example that I personally when I, I bank this and go I mean this is genuinely I feel happy right now um, yeah, I try those always... moments when you're having a shit day, you think back on that and you're like, okay, I can get back to that point, you know? Shit day, shit week, shit month. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, the, win- yeah, the, win- yeah. the winters are hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, I don't know. How, I, I, I wanted to just briefly talk about this because, I mean, the UK is a funny place. The UK, UK, UK is a funny place in the winter. It's, uh, you sort of, you think, you think it's like, yeah you think it's kind of uh, i'll be all right this year but there is something that you can't it's hard to ignore when it really when it starts to get dark at like four o'clock um and it just gets colder and colder and you know there's something about this the time when when it's lighter for longer you just feel like the day never ends and that makes you feel like there's so much more potential in the day 
and when it's 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 until you like really stop and think about well, why is why am I so much happy in the summer? And it's pretty easy to make a fat list of reasons why. And uh, yeah, it's just. And now I'm always a bit quieter in the winter, so I kind of do really, and I can easily go a bit random and do some random stuff. And I moved this. I, t I took a big sacrifice and kind of moved to a new city right as it was getting cold. So new place, don't really know anyone. All part of the fun. <laughs> and the weather's shit. Great. The weather's <laughs> shit. And, like, you know, a, a big part of what make, makes me happy is being around uh, people like, you know, friends and that. And, um, yeah, you know, it's a new a new city. You have, to, if you, uh, you have to sort of throw yourself out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, where are you based now? So I'm in a ba based in a place called Bristol, which <clears throat> I've lived all over the UK, um, but... I have a friend who lives here and um I came and visited her a few times and um shout out to Kate. Hi Kate. <laughs> shout and, out to uh, Kate. Yeah, Kate Helen, what's up man? Um anyway, yeah, I uh <clears throat> I, I just like as soon as you come into the city, um there's just graffiti everywhere and it's pretty it's it's got quite a lot of different vibes to it. There's a lot of different areas, there's a really cool music scene and I dunno, it's it's somewhere that I guess it's like if it was Canada, it'd be a bit like Vancouver, and if it was America, I guess it would be somewhere. I guess it'd be more like a, a bit like a small town in California. You know, it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of got a hippie vibe in some ways. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, and as far as the music scene, um, it, I've started to play a lot more music since I've been here you know they, they have loads of jam nights in places here which I've never really experienced where you rock up there's a band playing and then there's a few hours in between where everyone just kind of gets on anything and uh, I used to drum a lot and I used to get that and then before you know it you like rapping with other guys and stuff and it's been, that's been that's been a really good part of moving here man nice the uh I think that the music you know it's a nice balance uh mm. Again, we were talking about just keeping ourselves mentally sane, you know, yeah, having yeah. that other thing. There's a lot of people that are like, no, you should only do one thing and blah, blah, blah. But that's you're excluding other things from your life, you know, that yeah, might be yeah. a good time. Those freestyle jam sessions, man, that's where the best music is created. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. where the best conversations come yeah, from. Yeah. It's uh, you can't, you know, it's um, that's what I think is great about it. And that sense of community, you know, yeah. as artists, it's very difficult, you know, to find a sense of community or a few artists that we can be like, man, I've had a shit day or a shit week, you know. And they're like, dude, I'm totally going through it, too, man. You know, I it's know. Like, we're a funny it's, bunch, uh, aren't we? And like, I like <laughs> talking like this is there's certain areas. I mean, a lot of my close mates, we, we can talk to the uh, the sun goes down, comes back up. But. There is certain areas that are completely just sort of waiting on shelves in my head, waiting for the right sort of person to just open them up. And it's one of the reasons that I I, I had to move from my... I tried being living in my hometown for another year. Uh, and before that was in Leeds. But it's still a... It, it is a pursuit um, trying to really find... You have this sort of ideal... You picture this huge group just bumping into each other throughout the week and they're just all creatives and you're constantly sort of swapping ideas and wow that is actually it's not the easiest thing to uh to stumble across 
Um, yeah, no, yeah. like-minded people. Um, yeah. It's a... Uh, and, uh, shit, you know, the world's a bit chaotic as it is right now outside of the art world, so yeah. people are a bit silly. Um, I mean, that's what I love about, uh, thank God for you, I mean, YouTube is, it definitely, uh, you know, there's, uh, it, it, I don't know who you list, listen to, but I mean, people like Joe Rogan, they're just like, you know, oh, four, yeah. four hours long of just people chatting about all kinds of stuff, and um uh, I, I mean, I got really into Casey Neistat and all those guys and Peter McKinnon and uh, just loads of creatives who, are, you know, they pretty much lay it all out on the uh, as they do their videos and it's, ah, stuff is I great, like man. it, man. You get to, <clears throat> for me, you know, I look up to, I look up to people like Rogan uh, as like mentors, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I, for sure. You know, just listening to them talk shit and even, you know, just... Just talking about how to be a good dad, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I, you you seem to be very close with your father. I was not, so a lot right. of times there's, I want to be that family man and I want to have a family in the future. So I I need to look up to people that are doing it the right way. You know, because yeah, yeah. anybody can have a kid and anybody can get married, but being able to take care of that kid honor your marriage and then also have the business on the side you know it's it's balanced so for me yeah I, youtube is is the exact same way i love i love listening to podcasts those are on in my studio a majority of the time honestly um music it's uh it, here and there but for me i have to i'm very picky with the music i listen to so i'll have to I'll be like, all right, I've heard this song a million times. So I'll end up not painting, just trying to find one cool song. And then three minutes later, it's something else. It's like, damn. But uh, um, unless it's Pink Floyd, that's like a 10-minute song. Like, <laughs> shine um, on you crazy diamond. Have you, uh, you, know? have you listened to uh, Artist Decoded? I haven't. Yeah, check check that guy out, man. He's quite, he's, you know, he's still, I don't know where he's at now. But I, I yeah, try and, yeah, it's called Artist Decoded and he, he uh, he does podcasts with loads of different artists. They're they're all really good, sort of quite traditional, but really good uh, American artists, and they're all kind of similar ages. Uh, and it's just kind of chatting like this. Uh, you get a lot from it, and you just get a lot of sort of middle ground where it's like, oh shit, yeah, I know what you're talking about there. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the dude's name, but it's the podcast called Yeah Artist Decoded, man. Uh, I'll check that out. Definitely check it out, man. It's uh, it's really good, you know. It's just really it's it's inspirational and it's very sort of directed at our kind of market and area of sort of a lot of solitary time doing your shit, and doing your being creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it never feels like there's enough out there compared to more mainstream stuff, you know. Totally. Well, and I love hearing artists and musicians speak, even comedians, man. I look at art a lot of yeah. art and comedy have a lot of similarities, man. You know, it's like yeah, uh, y y y the stand up, the open mic is kind of like your first live painting a gig, or whenever you're painting yeah. in, in like dim lit bars and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then writing jokes is like sketching, you know. You got to spend the paperwork time, and then going out and doing. A big performance is like your Netflix special or something like that. You know, well, it's a, there's a lot of a lot of similarities, and they go through the same struggles, man. I love that. You know, the yeah. artists that are up there really doing it have come from shit beginnings and have somehow made it out of that just by staying dedicated to their craft and to themselves. You know, yeah. It's, uh, and all the I, middle I find that kind of stuff bit. inspirational. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the all the middle part is, you know, the more you look back at it. 
he realised that's the funnest bit. Uh, the struggling parts, uh, you know, they are actually some of the best bits. Absolutely. Uh, Naz was talking about this when he was talking about, uh, you know, sort of talent competitions where people go from no no sort of experience and process to sort of winning something going straight to the finish line. And he was, you know, he, I was going to try and do Naz's, uh, yo, man. Um, he, he was saying, you know, it's all the middle bit is the best part, the process, you know, you don't want to miss out on that. And when I look back at, the early stages of learning um, what I was doing now, uh, <clears throat> that in some respects was some of the cool, the funnest times. I didn't really know where it was going. Um, I do definitely want to shout out um, the guy who's, he's, he's kind of been the inspiration. He's uh, David Garibaldi. Um, I'm sure hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll be listening at some point to this. He, uh, He's kind of the guy, the, the the guy that I looked up to from the start. He's from, he's actually from California, Sacramento, and uh, <clears throat> he he's been doing it. God, about he's about ten years ahead of me, I think maybe. Um, and I used to just watch his videos on YouTube. That's all I I kind of had as my uh, guide, and he's still he's still you know a huge inspiration. Um, and I finally got to meet him a few years ago, and we hanged out a few times, and we got, we got to uh, sort of. <laughs> I had all these questions, man, and had no one that I could get the answers from. Just all about you know little tips about setup and stuff. And I finally met the one guy who could kind of direct me in anywhere I needed to go. And uh, yeah, huge shout out to David Garibaldi, man. He's the man. That's epic, man. I'll yeah, check him yeah. out also. He's a, uh, you know, that's one of those things, finding somebody that you really relate to and you respect mm. them as people, you respect their career and their hustle, you know, and yeah. uh, I've got, I've got friends that I look up to like that. And I'm like, man, I respect you guys so much that I'm not going to let myself slack, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to do you justice. Yeah. You know, if I, if I call you a friend, I want if I say I'm proud of you, you know, I'm going to be working my ass off so that my friends are proud of me, you know, that's, and that's, it's that, it's that cool high five thing, man. You can, it can either be me against the world or it can be me for the world, you know, with yeah, the yeah. world. Cause there's that's... plenty of money to go around, man, you know, and that's <laughs> this, you can't see this like, a, I don't know, to me, this isn't a competition, you know, it's a, uh, that's like saying yoga is a competition. It's like, nah, you you know, <laughs> the, you just get good at this yoga, stretch. Bloody hell, don't want to ever see that. Exactly, what a man, bunch. exactly. Um, yeah, yeah well, and you missed the point because what is yoga supposed to do? It's supposed to be for healthy mind and body, you know, which yeah, yeah. if you're competing with somebody, you've missed the point completely. Uh, it's so. funny, uh, I, I did a, I did an, an art, this thing called an art battle. I think you might have them over there as well, but oh yeah, it was super new thing, like concept, and uh, it was uh, ten, ten artists, and you had thirty minutes to do a painting, and there's like a few hundred people in the room, um, and I did it as one of the heats, and uh, and I did it, and kind of didn't, I don't know, I guess I didn't take it super serious, but. Um, it was so much fun and for once there was this tiny little competitive element it was still just you know a bit of fun but um, <clears throat> and then I won it and it had this amazing feeling of like winning something in art like at this funny level way and then we did all the winners from the 10 heats we did 
a, f- a finale where we were in this really amazing, huge like space. And there was about a thousand people who was walking around, and as we <laughs> just before we started, uh, the dude running it was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, um, the winner goes to gets to go to New York and compete out there." And I was like, "Ah oh, shit, man! I really should have put some time to aside and tried to." <laughs> Try to uh, get something spot on here, but yeah, it was just, it was a really funny way of painting on that occasion, man, when it's like, there was a competitive element that was so, it was so bizarre, like, I've never felt it, but then on this one occasion, you could sort of joke around with, you had 30 minutes, and you, there was an actual winner. That's cool. I think that that's fun, you know. But it was, you know, yeah. the, the winner. Okay, he went off to New York, and this third place guy probably sold a painting for ten thousand dollars while he was working at this live gig. You know, so yeah. it's you can't really it's so you can't subjective as well. Yeah, it's exactly. So exactly. subjective. I mean, exactly. That, that word should be used. I I end up using that word all the time because I mean it really is. Uh, subje- yeah. You got. You, you just got it. Yeah. You can't please everyone. <laughs> no. Yeah, and pleasing ourselves is the is the biggest battle a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, as far as social media now, it's amazing for showing your work, but uh, yeah, it's quite. You can, I guess, a lot of the time when I do stupid shit on Instagram, especially, I'm trying to sort of remind myself to not take it too seriously. It's a constant totally. reminder of like. You know, because if you do a video where you are taking this, because certain people are really good at kind of being super cool and super serious and being very deep in all their stuff, and you watch it, and sometimes you kind of, you know, maybe maybe I should lean more to that, but you know, personally, that and that's just not me. I can get yeah. deep, deep, but it has to have, you know, has context. To have, to it. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I've got to be kind of stupid with it at the same time because that. That's you being yourself, isn't it? Yeah, being yourself, you know, and thank God, you know, I'm grateful for the journey. What a beautiful journey that we get, man. We get to, we get to paint, you know. This is our lives. We get <laughs> yeah. to create, man. It, uh, it is hard bonkers. to take that too seriously, man. It's it's crazy, man. I mean, um, <clears throat> my first painting, I did a Marilyn Monroe, and it sold for maybe fifty pounds, like fifty bucks or whatever. Um, yeah. And it was like crazy. It was like everyone was losing their shit. You know, fifty pounds were just made for charity. Um, and then, you know, like last week, uh, I sold the two went uh, charity auction for. They came to twenty six thousand pounds. Hey hey. You know. Congrats. Yeah, it's like I think I've made about three hundred fifty thousand pounds so far for charities. And it's like, nice. what the, f- you know, from fifty pounds for that first painting, thinking it's a one-off thing. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> man. And then, you know, there's there's one person that'll walk by and be like, okay, I'll give you fifty pounds for that. And then there's somebody else that'll walk by and be like, oh, that's, I'll give you ten grand for that. Like, I need that. Like, that's that's yeah. epic. It touches it touches my life in a way. So even that, you know, even that is kind of relative and subjective. It, uh, yeah, and the right content. I mean, the funny thing is. Uh, I've been, yeah, I think sometimes you could do like uh, an emblem of a football team that they supported and that is a perfect example of the right guy who who supports that team and they see you paint that, it's like, I'll pay anything for that because that's my team, you know, even if it's not really that 
technically that good. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, it's just great context. Yeah. yeah. Not, well, I mean, look at Disney World and Disneyland, you know? I mean, who would have thought all that would come from drawing a mouse in, a, in his garage, you know? I've and been... now they make billions, <laughs> billions, you know? I've, I was on those. Yeah, I was on the. I was on the cruise ships for a long time and singing in bars, um, and that's kind of that was where things changed for me because I was kind of I would go and sing on the ships for a few months and then I would jump across uh, to Canada and I would paint around the fairs. So I was doing a bit of both, and it got it kind of like got to a point by like my third contract because a lot of the time I'd be singing in bars to you know a few old women who were trying to watch the baseball or asleep you know and you're sort of singing Brian Adams going come on <laughs> um, and then <clears throat> they would put me there would be like talent shows for the crew and they would put me on last where I would sort of they had this dramatic stage and I would sort of come out the stage with you know loads of smoke and it would be like exactly where I want to be in front of about a thousand people and then I'd finish get a decent round of applause and then I'd put on my black shirt and trousers and go back into an empty bar and start singing Van Morrison it's like I gotta get out of here man yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's what you hear it's funny that the comedians they always talk they're like man I'll never work cruise ships because if you piss somebody off at the show you might run into them later on that night or later on that week. You know, you can't get away from the people. Bloody that hell, yeah, that's a really good jokes. point. With the, yeah. They, I think they pray, yeah, yeah. What were you going to say, sir? Oh, I was just going to ask um, how long you've been doing, how long you've been pursuing art as your career. You said six years earlier. Was that just the the speed painting or, you know, grand total? How many years have you been at it? Speed painting, yeah, six years. I mean, I'm 35 now, so I, my whole 20s were literally, I went from, so I did kind of fine art, painting people's babies and dogs and stuff, just like, I'll do anything. And then, uh, let me think, uh, I did, I started doing mural painting, um, which was just super random. I was doing like people's restaurants and stuff. Um, and then, I did caricatures and then I went into game design and started trying to do like concept art. Um, oh, nice. And then I re I went into, because I'm kind of, if someone, I will sort of invest and really go for it. If I think, oh, this is cool, I really like this. And I'll really, really try and spend all my time doing it, really believe in it. And then sometimes you sort of have to sort of think, maybe this isn't quite right for me. Um, and... I really thought for I, I wanted to do like um, mask making and uh, for sort of you know movies and stuff making sort of crazy latex heads and stuff and oh, I nice. and I I really went for it with that and started doing I I learned how to to uh, you know mix latex and then I sort of learned how to mold these weird troll heads and really went for it down that route. Um, how and long this, were you doing that? I was doing that for about, I don't know, six months maybe and learning like how to airbrush and I, it was kind of going in a direction where I thought, you know, maybe maybe I could sort of move on and try and make something out of this. And then I got a job, a job as a drummer on, a, on Disney cruise ships in this hilarious band that we were all sort of pushed together, didn't know each other and had to learn about 200 songs. 
Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and that's where I kind of I'd seen, seen a guy called Dan Dunn from America. who's a bit of an older dude, and he, he, I saw him doing like basically performing a painting to the crowd, and I was like, "What have I just seen?" You know, a black, and it blew my mind, and I just couldn't wait to get off the ship after that, and went went to my parents' garage, and by this point, they had heard me say, "I'm gonna be a dot dot dot." with about 10 different careers in art, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a mask maker. I'm going to be a bloody uh, mural guy. And so There's by the time I came back, and then this time when I was like, yo, I'm going to be a speed painter, they were like, what the fuck is that, you know? And um, Yeah. But this one just really, this stuck in a different way, man. I was, I was hooked like nothing I've ever come across. It was just day and night thinking about it working out in the garage working out how what paints to use what surfaces to practice on how the hell to learn something from memory how to break down a a photo into bits that could be done in a few minutes and putting music to it and wow it was it was it completely consumed me man and in in a really good way it was just there was no looking back and it ne it's never felt it's been like just as soon as I really found my area after trying fifteen plus different areas that none of them really amounted to anything. I just oh just hit yep and yeah never looked back man. And it was great as well because my all my all my close friends who I'm really close, still really close with from home and that you know my my twenties was there was a lot of time where dude can you uh, can you buy me a drink I, I don't have any money. And they all stuck by me that whole time, and it's great that when it does finally change, because they used to joke like, "When, when, when are you going to be successful? When are you going to be famous? When are you going to be this?" Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was crazy when it suddenly tipped, and uh, uh, it, yeah, it's great when it actually kind of does go. Well, the journey's interesting because you'll get led into a different way that you, you know, the more that you learn about a situation, like learning how to make you know, the latex heads, the troll heads and stuff like that. Like that, you had to, you had to, you know, scratch <laughs> that itch a little bit just to figure that out, you know. And then you can always pick that up later on in your career. But oh, I think that's that crazy. that's really interesting and kind of like a recurring theme for this podcast for artists out there, man. It's okay to do everything, you know. You figure out and, and to kind of find, find your groove in there, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. It, I mean, for me, I do a lot of skateboards, you know, yeah. I've been working on denim jackets, I've been painting canvas and murals for years, so it's like, okay, well, now let's, uh, you know, yeah, you just yeah. gotta keep throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks, and it's, um, I think it's great. Yeah, exactly, know? exactly, yeah, the more thing, like, <clears throat> if you can, yeah, it really helps to be, like, learn a lot of different areas, um, I know, yeah, it was great to see in one of Ten Hundreds um, videos when he suddenly was like, "Yeah, uh, I make my own music." Because and then he, he he did a video where he's making all the music, and it was like, "Oh my god!" Because I had that almost the same setup, which I'm looking That's at right great. now. I've got keyboards and Ableton drum machines, and it was like, to if you want to be, it's so good to to learn every area as, as good as you can. Like the uh, to learn Photoshop, to learn Illustrator, to learn premiere to learn how cameras totally. work you know instead of you know it's try and learn all of them before you then what happens is a lot of time 
you sort of get to a point where you've you feel like you've learnt as much as you can and sometimes you go, Do you know what, at this point I'm gonna need some I'm gonna employ someone else. But learn it as much as you can first. Totally. You know? Totally. That's why I'm yeah. I'm really excited. I'm gonna I'm saving up for a camera. I think I've got my eyes what are you on going for? <clears throat> and again with that. I'm thinking like a T three I, something that's nothing too too crazy you know i can it's affordable i can you know it's one of those things i can you know worst case scenario it's affordable to the point that if i drop it off a cliff or off a ladder it's like okay that's not my entire year salary you know it's not a canon you're talking about yeah yeah Yeah, the canon t3i my so i've got now a 200d i don't know it's it's got a different name in um in america but it's a 200D and it was, it's pretty, it's like kind of probably around 500 bucks, but um, it's got the same technology as the higher cameras as far as like uh, sensors and picking up uh, the face and stuff. And with a, with a decent lens, you know, it, and you can, you know, whip the uh, Rode mic on it and that, it's, uh, it's a really good camera. It's, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, and uh, you know, once you throw the lens on, which is at least the same amount of money, it's still expensive. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and but see, that's the thing. You can have like a mid-range camera, and then after in like Photoshop and Lightroom and all that, the editing has a lot yeah. to do with it. Also, you know, yeah, so know. it's uh, I it's interesting. I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna dive into it. It's one more thing, you know, one more one yeah. more ball to juggle. What's funny is when people. Uh, repost my videos and my photos on Instagram or on uh, they'll repost my videos and they they don't they don't think oh maybe he's actually done all the uh, color grading already and they throw on like really ridiculous contrast and then throw in some mad colors and it's like yeah that's oh, rough. it doesn't look anything like what I, what I wanted to yeah so intense by the time they've put all the colors on stuff well, people don't even look like their photos anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's too rich. Yeah, that that's yeah, a way too hole long. Right I don't want to. I don't want to waste like, time. I'm having way too much fun talking to I you. I end up just watching videos about that just yeah. to like, make me feel better or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> so, what you got planned for the rest of the day then? Ah, uh, for the rest of the day, I'm in the studio. Probably gonna go for a run and get a workout. I saw that you've been doing some working out, man. And I meant to ask you because to do the performances you do, yeah, yeah. it's only six minutes, but your cardio's got to be crazy to be all over the place and jumping in the air like. Do you know that. what? I put I put a heart rate monitor on. Really? Um, I put a heart rate monitor once when I did. This was I did an Instagram live in my studio, and I put a heart rate monitor on, and for two paintings. I had um, I'd burnt 700 calories, which is like a 45-minute game of squash or something, or racquetball or whatever. It was, and it I guess it didn't surprise me. And um, it's sort of it's it's like a hit workout. Um, it's sort of run, it's doing everything as intense as you can, and also concentrating. Um, and it's it really it, I'm always an absolute sweating mess after each one man it's, it's never it's never been any different no matter how many i do no matter what shape i'm in i'm always just like soaking just like wow oh yeah because i guess i don't know yeah it's, it really is a hundred percent just like ah yeah no and that's how <laughs> it should be man I mean, yeah you, you're definitely yeah yeah you're all over the place i love that cheers yeah i would um yeah i've uh, 
it's, it's I'm trying to sort of find what I found back in Colton Bay, which is like a group of people that they've got a sort of schedule you can stick to. Uh, there's a little bit of a sort of uh, relationship between a few of you where you can sort of meet every day and there's a few factors that definitely help like when you're trying to do it all on your own and going out for runs and just trying to do it all on your own I, I, I personally realise that um, you can get a lot more done uh, when you're doing it as part of like a group but that's just me uh, that that was a lot more useful to me I don't know what you what do you think do you uh do you find that you can keep the motivation on your own all the time? Oh yeah, I'm I'm self motivated, yeah. hardcore. I do, I, and it's almost it's almost evil. You know, I get into that point where I run my five miles. I've got to do it by myself because in my mind, the whole t- it's a discipline for me. You know, I do it I do yeah, it one because it. I feel good, but then also yeah, that discipline. I need that uh, I need that firm kick in the ass. You know, and it's like okay, I'm yeah. gonna go run five miles, and then I can I'll, I'll have a nice meal, and then I'll kick it in the studio and drink a few beers you know <laughs> then i'll, yeah, then I'll enjoy it you know in those beers yeah it's so different when you were when you were in those beers oh yeah it's so much better yeah yeah absolutely uh, i think um like joe rogan put a post which really hit hit it on the head for me and he said oh, you know i haven't been doing um exercise for a week and i'm amazed how quickly it gets replaced by like weird thoughts in my head and stuff and it's you know, it's very true. Yeah, you got to shake out those demons every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get out there and just, even just be silly for five intense minutes. Absolutely. Anything, just to sort of... <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah there's well, so many yeah. things in the world that you could get stressed out about. So go for a run and focus only on breathing, you know? Like, <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah, when you yeah. get humbled by the universe and by your humanity is when you're like, oh, I've just got to keep moving, keep moving. Yeah, yeah. It's just when I, now I've got older when I go back to my hometown, it's so much better sometimes to have it as a place that you just visit. Um because you really, you really take it in. It's like, wow, I grew up there and well, now I go back, you know, it's better than ever when you just walk around and just realize how beautiful it all is. Um, yeah, it blows my mind these days. I actually just made a little a video of a, a little pa- of, uh, footpath that comes away from my parents' house and it leads to this like beautiful, like overhanging sort of mountain part and yeah, <laughs> it's That's so great, good man. to go back there now, man. Oh yeah. yeah. But back to the grill again. Yeah, you know how it is, man. You know how it is. Well, brother, I've had you on the phone for like an hour and a half, almost two hours now. So thank you Woo. for your time. Yeah, man, this has flown by. It's been great. I've I've enjoyed it, man. And I'm gonna like <laughs> yeah, I said, me too. I, I'm gonna buy that camera. I'm gonna figure out the video setup on my side, and I'll have you back on the podcast in about a month, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Epic. Um yeah, it feels good to uh it feels good to talk about talk about it all, man. A little art therapy, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't get it and en- I don't get it enough. <laughs> a lot of people can relate to a certain degree, but let's be honest, we could talk about this kind of stuff for the rest of the all- day. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and that's and just like- music, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um you can't yeah it's just it's one of those things and yeah it's good to talk about it man absolutely brother well again i'm gonna have you on in the future we'll get that uh yeah yeah we'll get the video because there's a million again a million things i could talk to you about man but uh yeah yeah such an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show brother go ahead and tell people uh what you've got coming up (laughs) and then where they can find you 
Yeah, well, firstly, yeah, thanks for having me, Bo. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I would say uh, Instagram is still is still my thing. It's at Dave Sharpart. Uh, if you want to check check out my uh, sort of daily randomness, I would uh, yeah check in on my stories, I guess. And uh, I have yeah, there's some big stuff coming up this year. Um, you might see. Yeah, I'll be painting in front of uh, Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Mel Gibson. It looks like that's all coming. Nice. Up. Yeah, some big, some big, nice. big icons coming. Up. And just yeah, um, yeah. It's this this last this sort of next six months is where things start to really step it up. Where it just gets busier and touring. It's gonna be, it's gonna be sweet. And I've got a lot of paintings that I'm trying to sort of finish. Um, as sort of more portraits as opposed to speed paintings. I want to make sure I stay on top of that and just see how how detailed I can get things these days, you know? Yeah. There's a few. Man, that sounds awesome. And, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, man. just keep watching, guys. <laughs> yeah, lots to look forward to, man. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. <laughs> well, thank you again. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have you back on the show real soon, man. It was a pleasure. For sure, yeah. Uh, All yeah. right, brother. Have a good day, buddy. Thank you once again to Dave. You can follow him on IG at Dave Sharp Art. Make sure you check out the YouTube video we discussed at the beginning of the show. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on IG at Outside Voice Studios. We're also in the process of revamping our website, OutsideVoiceStudios.com. We'll be adding new artwork, apparel, and video content. Just bought a couple cameras, so the podcast will soon be in video on YouTube. Quick shout out and thank you to the Seton Loft, the 1908 Loft, and Arts District locals. Thank you all. Stay tuned. Peace. Peace.